Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Jason Wood, CIO at OptumCare Northwest. In this segment, Wood talks about the prioritization challenge his team faces during a year that was already crammed with projects, the critical role that communication and collaboration play in managing through a crisis, and how they're leveraging real-life examples to demonstrate the value of IT. As much as 80% of patient information is unstructured and stored outside of an EMR, Highland Healthcare helps complete the patient record by consolidating and connecting this unstructured content to core clinical systems. With a full suite of content services and enterprise imaging solutions, Highland gives clinicians a single view of all documents and medical images associated with the patient via the EMR, enabling more informed health decisions and improving patient outcomes. Highland Healthcare. See your whole patient. Visit highlandhealthcare.com to learn more. And as part of that also, communication and just trying to get the right messaging out to consumers, which I'm sure isn't easy right now when people are just being inundated with anything around COVID. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was pretty interesting. We got to a point where we were telling patients, don't come see us. Don't come in and get care. We absolutely were at that point when we were, the models coming out of analytics were, I can't recall how many times I I was sitting in these huddles looking at the data and my hairs on my arms were standing up. I was getting goosebumps Mm -hmm. just looking at charts. We were looking at what week in March are the hospitals going to hit capacity. And then you see that graph keep going up. And that graph is a whole lot of people that aren't going to get into hospitals. And what we saw in Italy is that's when the death rate just skyrockets. I read of cases where you essentially just go home and be comfortable, which is kind of a euphemism, but thinking through some of that was pretty intense. Yeah, definitely. And did you have leaders from other organizations outside get in touch with you, you know, from other areas, whether it's the East Coast? I'm on the East Coast, and we could kind of see what was happening in the Washington area. And I know that some of the really forward-thinking people were on the phone and trying to get whatever knowledge they could. Yeah, absolutely. So it's mostly within Optum. So I communicate out. We have our groups in Boston and New York and Texas, Florida, spattered throughout the country. But we definitely had huddles throughout the week outside of Washington, where we were sharing what was going on here, how we were converting those Spiri clinics, and a number of folks on the call. So my counterparts out in New York and Boston, others were very inquisitive because their case counts were rising during that period. Yeah. You had mentioned earlier that that there were initiatives that had to be pushed back or postponed. And can you talk about what your approach has been or what you're looking at now as far as either continuing or uh, rescheduling some of those? Yeah, for us, 2020 was going to be busy as can be, notwithstanding COVID. So we had assigned a major contract with some plans in place where we were set to do at least 18, 24 months of work during this 12-month period. That was the plan. We knew it coming in. We knew we were going to get help from the outside to do some of that, but that was the plan. COVID hit, some of those things slowed, but did not stop. So when you're heading towards big contracts and and 
major events kicking off 1-1-21. You can't unwind those or pause those, but you simply can't do everything either. So they got slowed. Yeah. And when you come out of the other side of some of these things like Vivify or or video visits or or just even moving our teammates home. So we moved a thousand teammates off site. You can imagine what pressure that puts mm-hmm. on a service desk and a field service oh, yeah. team that's not ready for those things. Well, they stopped other projects as well. Normally you just say this unplanned work popped up. We're going to have to go look at what we're going to not do. So we're bringing the polyclinic onto our Epic September 14, 2020. We couldn't move that date due to some other uh, projects that we've got going on. And then all the work, we have a risk transfer, some um, payer movement that we have, 1-1. So we're now pivoting back to those and trying to squeeze all that work in a shorter amount of time. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, um, the analogy is you sprint for maybe a mile and then you get done with that. You know, you're just going at a 50 meter clip and you get through that and that's COVID. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I've got 10 more miles to go and this isn't a, a mile pace. My big concern is burnout and um, mm-hmm. taking care of the team. Yeah, and one of the interesting things I had heard was that the IT teams were just were working so hard, working long hours, and were able to accomplish so much so quickly. And there was some concern from leaders that it's going to bring the bar a little bit too high and at an unrealistic level. And what are your, your thoughts around that? There was a lot of talk about that. So what came up was, wow, we were able to work so efficiently. Let's figure out how to bottle that up and just do that from now on. And what that meant was, mm-hmm. well, we were able to deploy telemedicine to all those folks in three weeks. Let's just make that the new standard. Some of that, it was, let's try to capture some of it, not necessarily mirror that. Right. But that goes back to that sprinter analogy. So, you know, yeah. yeah, we ran a 50 meter pace at breakneck speed. That was folks working 100 hour weeks. I, I had many 100 mm-hmm. hour weeks. I simply can't keep a 100 hour week pace for a year. It's not yeah, possible. And sure. our teams can't do that. So figuring out how to go in and look at, well, what? We had tried to deploy telemedicine this broadly for the better part of a decade, and we got next to nowhere. So we had deployed it here at the Everett Clinic throughout behavioral health, and we'd had some decent success, pretty small portion. You want to reach into that and say, well, what did work well? What allowed us to make transformational change? And what can't we replicate? And what we can't replicate is... uh, the 100-hour work week or skipping some of the vetting of solutions or, or some of the things that, that reduce your risk. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure that that can be a tough conversation. You want to really lift up your team and show what they've done, but at the same time, being clear that you know, this is not sustainable. Agreed. Yeah, and our leadership's pretty receptive to that. They've been very supportive of And we realize we need to do this for the patients, for the staff. You know, this is going to protect people from getting infected to deploy it this quickly. But I understand it's it's a sprint and you got to get back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And as far as what your team is looking at right now, like what are some of the priorities that you're uh, focused on 
Yeah, so to that point of, we started off with probably a year and a half or two years worth of work to do in this year, and we're squeezing it in. So just to name those out, we're doing a a big claim system transition for the two different companies. So on the polyclinic side, the network, and then NPN, we're implementing a brand new care management, utilization management system in Epic Tapestry. We're bringing on the polyclinic onto our Epic, which is a massive conversion. And that's got a myriad of sub-projects within it. We're standing up an Epic Connect program, bringing on affiliate groups onto our instance, some coming on this year. We're standing up a whole new company, the risk-bearing entity, with a full technology stack to support them. We're deploying a new call center system for the, the network and this risk transfer that we're doing. We're deploying Optum Performance Analytics, a full data and analytics solution. We've got Epic Beacon. We deployed, we finished up at the Everett Clinic. We're now deploying Epic Beacon to the Polyclinic as well, and then deploying a clinical suspecting tool, a point of care tool. We're putting in a brand new provider portal for pushing out care gaps and HCC suspecting codes. In a normal year, you might, all those things I listed, you might do two of those. That, that's your roadmap. Mm-hmm. And then you say, we're going to do these others. We've got probably eight of these things that are all hitting in this year, and they're all massive and interdependent in many cases. Yeah, that can be daunting, I'm sure. We get support from national in various methods. And uh, on one of the national CIO calls, it was interesting. One of my colleagues from another market that I hadn't even really talked to, we were talking through solving for some of the projects that we're working through. And the comment was, well, we just have to figure out how to solve for Washington trying to do four years worth of projects in six months. Like that's where I first kind of <laughs> came up with that. Feels like that. I never really thought about it, but yeah. Right, right. So with some of the things that you had mentioned before about how the organization started meeting early on and you know, really looking at what was happening and the trends, it seems like that's a really important component of leading through crisis or any really difficult situation. And can you talk about some of the other attributes that are really important when, when leading through something as complex as this? Yeah, sure. So one of the things we did have huddles like crazy. So we huddled seven days a week and often three times a day for many of the key huddles. And then there were obviously all the meetings in between. So just making sure that you're providing the right communications out to teammates when there's that much change. And when you're going day, day by day, in some cases, you have to get folks together and make sure where there are critical changes and information that needs to be disseminated is getting folks together and making sure we're you know, letting the team know this is going to be tough. We're in it together. Here's the information you need to know. Let's get together and this is a big change. Let's talk through it collectively, tap into everyone's expertise to make sure we do this thing right. Because to the point of no playbook, we might come up with an idea, but there are subject matter experts that are going to get on that call and tell you the five reasons why that's not going to work. 
So, so very tapping everyone's expertise. And then the biggest thing that I observed was that everybody did a fantastic job of explaining the why. So when you're in month two of 90 hour weeks or hundred hour weeks, you're gonna mm. you're getting weary and you're on a call yeah. uh, 9 p.m. on Sunday night and it started at your first call is at 6 a.m. You know, folks are really start to think about, oh, is this right for me? What are we doing here? What I can't send another WebEx, right? Tapping into that why we're doing this. So yeah, we could have taken Sunday off, but if we don't get this project deployed, so maybe um uh telemedicine. So either you're going to have patients that aren't going to get care and they're likely going to die. You have these patients that uh, multiple chronic conditions, you can't go three months without care in some of these cases. So really tapping into that and just highlighting back to people, which they really know intrinsically is that this work is extremely important. And here are examples, like we would share patient stories about a patient that maybe on Vivify where they triggered a symptom checker. And it turns out it wasn't COVID, but through the application, we figured out that they were stuck at home with no insulin for weeks. And the Mm. triage nurse was able to coordinate them with the pharmacy to mail it to them and that person lived. So just sharing those things really enforces that this is not a fun way to to live and to work, but when you feel that you're doing amazing work, helping people, it makes a a heck of a lot better. Yeah, sure. That's a theme that we've seen before, really wanting to tie IT help desk, kind of tie them to the clinical mission, but I would think that really gets amplified during something like this, where, as you said, they're just being asked to do so much and are so weary and exhausted, but really showing how important what they do is to patient care. For sure. I remember early on in my career, I always thought, I'm not really in the business or I'm not in whatever the business is doing. That's got nothing to do with me. I just, I make the servers run or I do this function. I think it's a whole different model for folks when especially when you get the opportunity to work in an industry like healthcare, where, where you understand that when I go out and deploy this video visit software, I go and I set this clinician up with this side or the other, here's the impact you're having. And here's the projections of the case counts. And here's actually this huge flattening and then crest downwards because of the work you did. I guess if there's any positive, it's that, it seems like there is more knowledge about how to get those numbers down. And as a country, we have to just work on keeping them down. That's a whole other ballgame. Oh, yes. And the big concern <laughs> is that we, we've had a pretty individualistic society, just cultural-wise, right. and that you know, we know the science shows what to do. It's, will that be done? All right. I think that covers what I wanted to talk about. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I know that there's quite a bit going on, so we appreciate taking this time to to talk with us about what your team is doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and apologies for rebooking it. I've had the craziest schedule, and it's finally starting to subside a little bit. All right. Well, if if anything else comes up, I'll follow up. But thanks again, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, yeah, sounds fantastic. And, yeah, appreciate catching up. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, 
visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.